0: Welcome to the Rebecca Adahill podcast. I want to start off by saying that I want my name to remind you to go and live your life big, to take risks, to go all in and write one hell of a story with the one life you know that you have. I'm a seven-figure business mentor, wife, and mother of three, and I'm here to share my journey with you as I am constantly moving in the direction of more, more bigness, more impact, more wealth, more depth, and more life. My aim with this podcast is to activate and inspire you to go and live your life big in the fullest, most passionate way. I'm so glad that you are here, so let's dive right in. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Rebecca A.D. Hill podcast. I hope that you are having the most magical start to your week so far. I am extra excited to be here today because today I am bringing a very exciting conversation to you and also one of my favorite topics to speak about and that is money 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 we're gonna speak all things money today because when i healed my relationship with money my life changed the money that i'm making today i never thought in my wildest dreams that that was possible for me and now nothing feels more normal So we're going to have a conversation about this today because this is also one of the biggest things I speak about with my clients when they charge for their services, when they sell their products or their services or when they get rejected or when they have money coming in or when they are investing and spending money. There is so much fear and scarcity and guilt that comes in to when we are dealing with money. And if you are resonating with this right now, if you are feeling the same and you're like, oh, I know that my relationship with money isn't the best, I've got you. I've got you because that truly used to be me. It used to be me because I never used to have any money. And it is not that long ago that was actually my reality. So with that being said, I also want to share with you how quickly things can actually change. But I also know that they would not have changed unless I was willing to do the work. Unless I was willing to look in places I did not want to look because it made me extremely uncomfortable. So the first thing that I want to ask you today or a question I want you to sit with is what do you know to be true about money right now? In your circumstance right now, what do you know to be true about money? Is money kind? Is money evil? Is it hard to come by money? Are you a person that is really bad with dealing with money? Or do you ever feel that there is never enough or you always run out of money or money is not for you, that's for other people or I, there is no way that I can make that much money. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money is there to be saved and we need to save our money. We need to spend less and save more. We got to save the money. We got to keep our money. What is your current belief and what do you know to be true about money right now? When I first had to sit with that question, it made me very uncomfortable because since I can remember, I've always been a person that really wanted a lot of money. I always used to feel really envious of people that had a lot of money that could just go and spend it on things they wanted to spend it on, or, you know, they they were just so free around money, where for me, it was such a stress. It was such a bad energy around money because... When you don't have much of it, once you get it, you feel like you're going to save it or you need to spend it on absolute essentials. And if you don't do that, you feel guilty about spending it. And then that's kind of the cycle. And it's just not nice at all. And then also, there is a sentence right now that will never come out of my mouth ever again. And that is, I can't afford it. That used to be a sentence that used to come out of my mouth a lot. Sorry, I can't come to that. I can't afford it. Sorry, I can't invest in you because I can't afford it. I can't do this. I can't do that because I can't afford it. That was my story for a very long time. And was it true? Yes, it was. But for as long as I told myself that story, of course, I wasn't going to be able to afford it. So what did I have to do instead? And the most uncomfortable step of all is that I decided to spend every single day looking at my finances, every single day. And man, I'm telling you right now, that made me uncomfortable because there were times early on in my journey where I had no savings at all. No savings No property, no built out wealth anywhere. It was just I was living paycheck to paycheck and I know that this is very real for a lot of you right now and some of you are never going to be able to relate to it because you come from money. Maybe your parents had a lot of money and you were brought up very abundantly and I love that for you so much and that is another story in itself. There's a lot of people that hold a lot of guilt for being brought up in a way they actually don't know what it's like to struggle with money. And I'm like, kudos to your parents because they probably worked their asses off. So you did not have to worry about those things. So the first thing that I actually had to do was to sit down and look at my finances every single day. I just decided. And it's really interesting how this whole journey came about for me that I didn't study it. I didn't, I haven't really read any books around money mindset For me, this process was very intuitive for me. But I knew when we speak about the law of attraction, how can we possibly start to call in something that we ignore like our life depends on it? How can we possibly call in more money when all we do is to ignore it, we want to look away, we don't want to see it, we don't want to open up a bank account and we go to check out, and we're like, oh, we're going to pay for something and then it bounces or we have to transfer money in from our savings, the last 500 bucks, we put it back into our everyday account and we spend it and it's a cycle and we just avoid it and we don't like paying bills and oh my goodness, it's, it's just so much stress and worry and guilt and a bad overall energy around money. So I'm like, how can I possibly call in more of this if all I do is to ignore it? So the first thing I started to do was to look at my finances every single day. Because the reason why I'm doing this, they're like, well, hang on, Rebecca, how am I going to make more money by just looking at my finances? Sorry to break it to you, but that is not how it happens. But it's a step in the process because... My energy around money was extremely emotionally charged. So, what I found happening every time I looked at my bank account, my heart rate will go up, I feel sick in my stomach, and then it will go down, and then up, and then down, and then up, and then down. That my emotional state around money was very toxic and bad, that I could not look at my bank account from a very neutral energy. Then I felt my whole body going into fight or flight when I looked at my bank account. And then when money was coming in, I thought I'd won the lotto and I feel really good about it. And I probably go out on the weekend, I go spend it all. And then I feel guilty back on Monday because I don't have any money. And that was the loop. So I was so both positive and negative. It was so emotionally charged around money. So I knew. In order for me to change my relationship with money, I had to neutralize that feeling. So I kept looking at my bank account every single day until I felt nothing. Nothing. I was completely neutral when I looked at my finances. When you start to operate from a very neutral space within your body... That is when you can create from the highest possible frequency. That is when you are starting to make really good decisions. Because the decisions and the moves that you are making, they aren't emotionally charged. They're very grounded. They're very clear. And when you lead yourself from that perspective, you are able to move with so much ease. The second part, what I had to do once I had neutralized the feeling around money, I started to find gratitude in paying my bills, all my bills, rent, groceries, electricity bills, my car, whatever it was at the time. I found gratitude in every single bill or anything I had to pay. Thank you. I love spending money. Thank you. I love spending money. I'm so grateful that I'm able to pay for this. I'm so grateful that I'm able to pay for this. It changed again. It changed my body from feeling guilt, from feeling worry, from feeling stress around spending money to gratitude. I'm so grateful that I'm able to pay for this. I'm so grateful that I'm able to pay for this. Wow. That was a life changing sentence for me. I am so grateful I am able to pay this. Thank you. It changed my life. Instead of looking at that bill and avoiding it at all costs, I did the opposite. I opened it and I found gratitude in that moment. And sometimes I wasn't able to pay it, but I'm like, can I pay some of it now? Yes, I can. Thank you. I'm so grateful that I'm able to pay some of it right now. It changed my life when I started to view money as an energy because every time I spent I could have electricity every time I spent, I could have food on my table every time I spent and pay rent, I could live in a house. So I found gratitude in those moments and as corny and cheesy as that sounds, I knew that was a very important step in healing my relationship with money especially when it was so charged with guilt and fear and worry and my whole nervous system constantly operating from a fight or flight mode. Like, how can I neutralize this? And that was the first two steps that I took. Once I did that, I started to tell myself that making money was easy. Making money is easy and now i so wholeheartedly believe and know that to be very true it's the easiest thing to make money if you tell me to sell something right now i can probably sell it if i need to go out today and come up with a new business and start to sell something i can do that it is easy to make money it's easy to make money I want you to say it out loud. It's easy to make money. We are often taught that saving money is the goal. I want to ask you right now, is it easier to go and make $10,000 or save $10,000? Think about it right now. Which one is easiest for you? to go and make 10 grand or save 10 grand? No doubt that you just said, it's probably easier for me to go and make an extra 10 grand. you like, I get another job, I'll go and do this and I go and do that. I can probably sell something on Marketplace. I can probably go and, and do this and I can help that person and I can do that. You start to think about so many things you could be doing to make money. Think about it right now. If you had... I want to give an example and this is a very extreme example if you needed10,000 dollars by the end of this week to pay for a life-changing surgery, you had zero dollars in your bank account, could you? If your life depended on it, could you go on and find 10 grand? Could you go and make 10 grand this week? No doubt, if your life depending on it, no doubt the answer will be yes. True? Probably true. but here is the thing we are so trained and taught to go and save our money we start to look oh my gosh I can't save because it's not enough coming in that's true but are you looking for ways to make more money probably not you're like but I don't have so much time well you do you are just not making it a priority you are not making it a priority that's why you're not making more money. You are in your current job and in your current business, operating your business in one particular way. What are you doing to adding more revenue streams? What are you doing to effectively get your message out there every single day to make more money? What have you done this week to look for new opportunities? What have you done to expand your office suite? What have you done to find other solutions in making more money? You see where I'm going with this? This is the moment where I get a bit fired up when I feel really passionate because I'm speaking with this conviction in my voice because it changed my life. It changed my life. It changed my bank account. It healed my relationship with money. Because I knew that no one is coming to save me. The only person that is responsible for my financial position is me. It's not your parents, it's not your grandparents, it's not your husband, it's not your wife, it's not your circle of friends, it's you. You are responsible, which then leads me to my next point, your environment matters. If you entertain conversations that money is hard to come by, if that is the conversation that you have with your five friends, no doubt money is going to be really difficult for you to come by because all you do is to look for the problem. I stopped entertaining conversations that did not serve me. Cut it like that. Boom, gone. I remember, I think it was my first or my second 30k month. And I remember I had a friend at the time speaking in past tense. I had a friend at the time who First of all, made the remark that I'm making a lot of money. Maybe that's true. That was true for me as well. Yeah, true. That was a lot of money for me back then. Today, not so much. I'd made $30,000. And she goes, yep, great job. But then here is the part where I didn't like. She asked me to slow down. She asked me to maybe not work so hard because I'm already making a lot of money. And I paused. And all I wanted to do in that moment was to defend myself. I wanted to defend, to go, no, I'm not slowing down. I can't slow down. I have a mortgage. I have this. I have that. Why would I slow down? I'm like, Rebecca, it's okay. You don't have to defend your path. So I didn't. I brought the power back. I held it. And I did not fight for my opinion. But what I did know, I knew that that conversation was not supporting my evolution. So here is what I asked the universe. Please, universe, burn any bridges that doesn't support my evolution. Burn them down. bit dramatic there, Rebecca, but I am telling you, Again, it changed my life because I started to have conversations that making money is easy and I 10X my goals and I said, fuck making 10 grand a month, I want to make 10 grand a day. When I had my first business coach and before I'd even went into business coaching, I had already worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of businesses and I also ran a business services and marketing agency for business owners so I had a deep understanding on how to grow very profitable businesses but I got myself a business coach and here is what she said to me let's get you to 10k months Wow I'm like is this is this what we're playing now is that it is that literally a destination for me to get to 10k mm, no I Made over 10K my first month of starting my business. And then it went to 20 and then to 30. And then I sat on 30 for a few months and then it went from 30 to 100. And my current goal is $10,000 days, consistent days. $10,000 consistent days is my current goal, which is just over. $300,000 in monthly recurring revenue. That feels easy in my body. That feels very neutral in my body. Where if you told me that years ago, when I was on 70 grand a year, I probably would have freaked out and go, sit the fuck down, Rebecca, wake up. That is not possible until... You tell yourself in your mind that it's possible. And guess what? The steps from that on, I don't wing it. It's calculated. It's rooted in strategy and in my own teachings. And this is why it feels very normal for me to have this conversation because of the business that I've set up. It allows for me to have those count kind of months and it's a very lean business and when i'm speaking about a 300k month i don't mean in sales i want to get this very right where a lot of people they don't speak on this topic with transparency and i do believe that's key when i am speaking about a 300k month i am referring to cash collected not in sales last month i had a 250 thousand dollar sales month. So I made 250 quarter of a million dollars in sales, not in cash collected. It was 135,000 something cash collected and quarter of a million dollars in sales that will be paid out over a period of time. But I don't worry about my sales. What I worry about is cash collected. So then I don't go about my day and wing it It's very much rooted in strategy and I look at the end goal and I spoke about this in my last episode, I do the same thing, I reverse engineer and I go back, what do I need to do in order to achieve consistent 300k months? This is what it looks like, okay great, do I have the strategy and the tools and knowledge in place to go and make that happen? Yes I do, then I move. The last thing that I want to mention, when people say to you, I can't afford it, that is not true. That is not true. They are not willing to make it a priority. And this is often, and I love this conversation because once you change your mindset around this, it will change the way you sell and also in the marketing piece and and you will start to have a deeper understanding of why people are not coming into your programs or buying your products or whatever it might be. It's not because they can't afford it. They're not willing to make it a priority. I want you to really sit with that for a moment because if you can tell someone, if you can show someone that by spending $10,000 with you, they're going to be able to 10x that investment, of course, they're going to make it a priority. If it makes them feel like a million bucks and they're going to cherish this quality product forever, of course, they're going to be able To make it a priority, it's all about priorities. If someone really wanted to work with you, they can go and get a business loan and then they will pay you, but they're not willing to make it a priority. They're not willing to be responsible for making that investment because they know they are the one that needs to drive it forward. It's not about money. Yet, when clients or service based or even product based businesses, get rejected or people are not buying their stuff the first thing they do is that they lower the price i'm like why do you lower the price why do you lower the investment for your services when people can't make it a priority it's not that they can't afford it i had someone who was making five hundred dollars per month who signed up for six months of private mentoring and forty four thousand dollars paid in full it didn't make sense i asked what her revenue was Last month was $500. Okay, great. And she asked me what six months of private. I said $44,000. Full disclaimer, my prices are subject to change. $44,000, painful. She goes, done, send me the link. She found a way to make it a priority. So the first thing that I know to be very true when someone says, I I can't make this, I can't afford it. So what I'm hearing in that moment, Rebecca, you haven't shown me enough value in order for me to, with confidence, being able to invest. I go, okay, no problem. What can we do for you to make this a priority right now? And I know that I need to pick up my game then on the marketing piece, because that's what lacking, or the transformation is not strong enough and this is where I see a lot of people actually go wrong as well is that they create something that is nice to have not something that is absolutely essential and this is why no doubt I sell my office and my programs with so much ease because first of all I practice what I preach my teachings I do it for myself first I trial and I test and I trial and I test and I find what works and I have lots of different perspectives and ideas and paths and ways you can go depending on what aligns with you. But I know that they work because I put myself through the work before I teach it and this is why I'm so transparent with how I move and the money that I make because I want to to show every single one of you that it gets to be easy. I wish I had a mentor like myself when I first started my journey that told me, Rebecca, it's easy. But I had to be the one that had to cheer myself on and I'm proud of that. I was my biggest fucking cheerleader. I'm like, I believe in you, Rebecca. But now I feel so lucky that I get to be that person until they feel it themselves. I get to be that person for them and I get to tell them and show them it gets to be easy. And I'm not saying that I don't work fucking hard because I do. But what I am telling you, that it's worth it. So if you are wanting to call in more money, stop crossing your fingers and just hoping it's going to happen. Go back and listen to this podcast and really feel into every step that I've spoken about and make sure that you are operating from a very neutral place and start to look for ways to make more money versus saving more money. I hope that you have absolutely loved today's episode if today's episode resonated with you, I would love if you can drop into my DMs, let me know what your takeaways were and if it connected with you and even sharing your own beliefs around money or your money story that I truly believe and even sharing some money wins with me I I recently had as I was running a eight-week program called move we had something inside of that space called the prosperity party because I do believe that every bit of money if it's a dollar if it's five dollars ten dollars ten thousand one hundred thousand a million whatever it is it's all worth celebrating Money is energy and energy is all around us. And when you align yourself to that frequency and when you start to look for solutions and look for more ways to make more money, you will become a magnet for money. I hope that you have the most beautiful day wherever you are in the world. I can't wait to see you back here for another episode.